Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. What it requires, as Geraldine Carter has discovered, is to be able to say, I can't do this by myself, but if I can get other people to join my climate ride, then together we can get something that we all want. We're just waiting for someone to lead us. Welcome to the She Thinks Big podcast, where you'll hear from women entrepreneurs who are doing good in the world, from spark to screw up to success. Thinking big is in their core. It's in yours and it's in mine. I've traveled to 50 countries and seven continents, done an Ironman, and co-founded a company that has generated millions of dollars for sustainability. My name is Geraldine Carter, and I'm delighted to share with you conversations and coaching with amazing women. Time to get inspired and grow your impact. Hey ladies, coming to you with an episode that I've been having in my head for a number of months now, and it's time to give life to this idea. And it is around tribes and the tribes that we lead. So in case you didn't recognize that voice, that was Seth Godin in his 2009 TED Talk, talking about the tribes we lead and the tribe I led, the tribe of climate writers which is the organization I co-founded with a friend in 2008. It's the organization you hear me talk about in the intro that has gone on to generate millions of dollars for sustainability. A lot of you out there are building tribes or have tribes that you have built and you are leading them. And whether you have a nascent tribe or you have a full-blown tribe, there still may be varying degrees of awareness of the fact that you have a tribe and or what to do with your tribe and how to best help and support the tribe that you have. So today I want to talk to you about the tribe that you are building, the tribe that you have created, how you might recognize the aspects of your tribe and how you might better understand what they need. What do your members want? And what are ways to help them stay connected and help them evangelize for you? When it comes down to it, what do your tribe members want? And then finally, a call to you to bring it up a level with your tribe and to take a bigger stand. What do you stand for? What is the deeper value set that will really resonate with your tribe and they will follow you even more passionately than they do already? So what is it with tribes? People love ideas and they love to be led, right? And since the dawn of time, we have been assembled in various tribes, right? Tribes by family, tribes by religion and church, 
And in the modern day, tribes by politics, tribes by sports teams, and tribes by cultural leaders. There are all kinds of tribes that we can be a part of and people we can follow. People in a tribe often share a similar value set, right? They believe in a certain thing together. And these people in your tribe or in somebody's tribe, they want to be connected, especially if that value set is a rare commodity. And the more rare it is, the more they want to seek each other out and be connected because we want to connect over shared beliefs and values. It makes us feel validated instead of crazy. And it provides a sense of safety and shelter. So you have a tribe. If you have a newsletter or you have a blog with a bunch of readers, you have a tribe. If you have a podcast with listeners, you have a tribe. If you have a YouTube channel, if you write books that people buy, if you speak at events, which people attend, if you have your own conference, you have a tribe. If you are a sports team or a single athlete with fans, you've got a tribe. If you are a musician and people go to your shows, you have a tribe. If you're a politician and people vote for you, you've got a tribe. And if you're an activist and you have a movement of followers, you have a tribe. And there are a lot of you out there listening who have businesses with certain ideas and certain different ways of doing things or different ways of viewing the world or the way you believe things is slightly different than the norm and people follow you around that idea. You have a tribe. So if you have a tribe or now that we've established that you do have a tribe, there are some things you need to know about being a tribe leader. And some of the things that you need to understand are that members love to be led, right? People love a flag in the air that they can march behind. But here's the thing. If you find it scary or intimidating to suddenly be foisted into the, is that the right word? Into the position of being a leader of all these people that you don't really know yet or aren't connected to, that's going to get in the way. That's going to get in your way of you growing your company right? So if you're a tribe leader, even if you're an inadvertent tribe leader, you need to become comfortable with the idea that you're the one holding the flag and all these people are following behind you. Another thing that you need to understand is that people love to be connected, especially now in an age where so many of us feel so disconnected for a variety of reasons. People love being connected. They love to have a reason to get together. And they love getting together with people they can share common stories with, especially when they feel like the only one in their town who does a certain thing, or they feel isolated behind their own computer screen or what have you. The more isolated they currently feel, the more they are out seeking connection of people who are just like them and who have the same set of problems and challenges that they do and who are experiencing the same sort of inner transformation that you are or that you have in going through a similar process. And you also need to understand that people, if they love you as their tribe leader, they want to evangelize for you, right? They want to share your message. So to the extent that you can help them share your message, make it easy for them to share your message that will serve you in your business or in your organization. 
So what are some examples of tribes and their leaders out there right now? At my local level, I think of Leslie Von Eschen and Carol Bridges. Carol Bridges is a physician. Leslie Von Eschen is a nurse practitioner. And the two of them co-founded CostCare, which is direct primary care for people in our town, Missoula, Montana. So what makes this a tribe and what makes them a tribe leader? So they believe that there is a way to deliver non-emergency health care to their members. It's more cost-effective and it better meets people's needs. There are all kinds of people in this town and around the country who buy into the idea that direct primary care solves a lot of problems and is a much better way to deliver health care for certain types of illnesses and injuries. So that is their idea. And there are plenty of people who agree with that idea and are willing and ready to share it. What makes their tribe even more powerful is that their idea upsets the status quo. And anytime you have an idea that upsets the status quo or is threatening to the current power holders, that makes that idea that much more compelling and it makes the tribe members that much more impassioned to further the cause, right? So the co-founders of CostCare, Leslie Von Eschen and Carol Bridges, and you can go back and listen to them in episode 32. It's, my, it's in the top three of my most listened to episodes to date. They are leading a tribe of members and other people who care deeply about this issue of the problems associated with the delivery of healthcare. And the status quo that they're upsetting includes, but isn't limited to, big hospital, big pharma, and big insurance. They're all threatened by the direct primary care model. So here's another one at the local level for me. You may have also heard the episode I did with Kim Bostrom, who owns Dancing Goat Gardens with her husband, Jay Bostrom. And she's threatening the status quo by being a woman business owner in a cannabis industry, which is historically dominated by men. And she's bringing her CBD store above board so that you'd feel comfortable sending your 78-year-old mom there to buy her cannabis to go along with her cancer treatment. Kim and Jay Bostrom have a tribe of followers who believe that cannabis is medicine and it's time to bring it above board. Now, at a more national level or even a global level, Greta Thunberg is leading a gigantic tribe of climate activists. These are people who all know this idea that climate change is a gigantic threat to our planet and our society. And her message is, you can ignore me and you can ignore the message and you can ignore the science, but you will not be able to ignore the impact. And she is one of a number of climate activists who are upsetting the fossil fuel industry. Some other favorites, Susie Orman, Suze, Susie, whatever you want to call her, Susie Orman. Follow me and I can help you get out of debt. Oprah Winfrey, I know you can live your best life. Brene Brown, bring shame out into the light. Let's stop not talking about it and hiding it. Let's be vulnerable. There's power in vulnerability. Mel Robbins, stop feeling sorry for yourself and take control of your life. Or the U.S. National Women's Soccer Team. How about we get paid equally? right? They are super duper threatening the status quo, right? FIFA is like, no, 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 no. You shouldn't be paid equally. 
And the women are like, yes, 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 yes. We should be paid equally, if not more, because we perform better. So what's the debate here? So look back at these examples and ask yourself, which of these people are upsetting the status quo? And what does that do for the power of the tribe? Ask yourself, in what ways are the leaders of these tribes facilitating connection among its tribe members? Because people want to connect and when they connect, they get excited and impassioned. And when they get impassioned, they share your idea more readily. And which of these leaders are providing ways for their members to help evangelize? Is there a book they can buy? Is there a pin they can wear? Right? Is there like a secret handshake or a secret high sign where you can recognize other members of the tribe? Is there a place where they can go to gather? Is there a conference or a giant stadium where all the fans of the U.S. women's national team can come together to watch the women play soccer? Or is there a Facebook group where people can come together to share their ideas? And I, too, am a leader of tribes. You know from the show intro that I co-founded an organization called Climate Ride, and that's the organization that Seth Godin referenced in his 2009 TED Talk around the tribes we lead. I was an inadvertent, if not somewhat slightly reluctant, leader of a tribe of people who believed the same thing, that climate change is a real problem and we need to take this issue to Washington, D.C. So we all got on our bikes, 150 of us, and we rode five days from New York City to Washington, D.C., raised a quarter of a million dollars, and then spent a day having meetings with our representatives and senators. Climate Riders was a tribe that I was leading. And now I lead a tribe of women who think big, of women who see big possibility for what they're creating and for themselves in their lives. They see big possibility for their businesses. They see big possibilities for their relationships. They see big possibilities for the world. And they think big about their role in making the world a better place. So if you haven't yet seen his TED Talk, be sure to go back and watch it. I'll link to it in the show notes. And the last piece that I wanna leave you with is if you're building a tribe or if you have a large tribe already, isn't upsetting the status quo, I want to ask you why not. And I don't necessarily believe that everybody has to upset the status quo all the time, right? <laughs> like, I don't know what would happen, what the world would be like if everybody was always upsetting the status quo, then I suppose that would be normal and that would be the status quo. <laughs> but, you know, not everyone has to be a disruptor and not everyone has to be a status quo upsetter. But it sure does make me wonder if some of you believe something deeper, that you have a conviction that is deeper than what we see on the surface level. And if it is the case that you have a conviction around and that you really want to put your stake in the ground around, or that you really want to lift up your flag and say, follow me, ladies, because I'm not okay with the way that things have been. I'm not okay with unequal pay. I'm not okay with climate change the way that it's headed. I am not okay with women being in debt and not knowing what their finances are. I am not okay with the delivery of healthcare in this country. I'm not okay with not having cannabis be available as medicine. I'm not okay with people stuffing and hiding their shame. And I'm not okay with people living small lives. If you have something like that, that is in you and you're hiding it and you're sitting on it, I want to call you forward 
and ask you to bring that up and out so that we can all see it. Because we need that message. We need you to carry that flag because we believe those things too. And we want to follow you. That's right. She thinks big ladies, not she thinks small. That's another podcast hosted by somebody else that airs on Mondays at 2 (laughs) a.m. I hope you don't listen to it. That's not what we're here for. That's not why we are put on this planet to think small or to think medium or to think safe or to think kind of, sort of, or maybe one day or in my next life when I'm ready. No, 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 no. That is not why you are here. And that is not why you are listening to this podcast. So I want to know about your tribe. Come tell us about your tribe. What makes you slightly nervous and almost kind of makes you want to throw up in your mouth? That's the thing that you need to bring forward. So let's get some light on that idea. Come share it in our She Thinks Big Facebook group. That's where my tribe members assemble. You can find us on Facebook. Go search She Thinks Big and you'll find us. That's it for me, ladies. And as always, if you have enjoyed this episode and you can think of somebody else who would enjoy it, I hope you'll share it because when you share an episode with somebody who benefits from it, you look good, right? You've got the beta, you look good. And they win because they get something that is of value and useful to them. And I win because I get more listens and downloads. So when you share an episode, everybody wins. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, go to the lower right-hand corner of your screen, click on the three-dot ellipse, and you'll see the icon for the share button. All right, I want to hear from you. She thinks big Facebook group. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.